Hello, this is Ask Tammy Live, and I'm Tammy Shambade. This is where we discuss the best ways to establish your business, protect your name, and keep your profits. All right, so welcome to those of you who are joining. Hope you have had an amazing day in Houston. It's cold. We're not familiar with cold weather, so it's like 55 degrees maybe 60, but it's like freezing <laughs> to those of us who live out here. But welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, today we are going to have another exciting, relevant topic like usual. But before we do, I kind of want to take a little bit of a poll. I'm actually going to uh, try and use this. So right now on social media, I'm asking this question on my Instagram and I wanted to extend the question to my Facebook family. And what it is, is I want to know what are your top hesitations or reservations or fears when it comes to working with lawyers? All right, so there's a reason behind this question and it really ties into what we're talking about today. One of the things that I constantly hear, I constantly come across people who have made mistakes with regards to protecting their brand and protecting their business. And hey, that's good business for me, but the thing that I don't understand is why the due diligence isn't done on the front end. So why people don't invest in asking an attorney for help upfront. When they don't do that, they end up with all these issues. And it just seems like I'm hearing more and more stories of people who are running into trademark infringement issues and copyright infringement issues. And I just want to know, why aren't we looking for help? Why aren't we talking to attorneys? So please go ahead and answer that question on the poll. What is your top fear? What is your reservation when it comes to seeking assistance from an attorney? And I mean, this is with regards to business matters, but I don't even mind if it's personal matters as, as well. Why is there a hesitation? Now, like I said, it ties into today's question, which is basically this. Is it inspiration or infringement? How far is too far? One of the common situations that I find clients and potential clients in is that they're treading this line between I'm inspired by this artist or I'm inspired by this brand or I'm inspired by this business. I'm inspired by this fashion line. I'm inspired, right? but how far are they able to go before it becomes infringement? So let's see if we can address this question today. Um, what we're going to do is we're gonna look at the story of Eddie Parker versus the box bag, right? And these are two fashion lines. So if you know, I'm constantly using stories of people in the fashion industry because they really grapple with these issues um, that a lot of other people face. And many of the people who follow me or who tune into this broadcast are in the creative industry. They're fashion designers, etc. So we wanna talk about this. So with Eddie Parker and the box bag, right? We have these two fashion lines. Eddie Parker is a New York based brand. And in this brand, they started back in 2010, right? And so they were known for these little bags that are shaped like boxes, right? And you constantly see them to this day. You'll see them on the red carpet. They usually price between $900 and $2,000. So they're like really the it bag. And sometimes they have, you know, somebody's name engraved on it or personalized and just different effects to that. So the designer behind it said that she was inspired by the 1950s, the designers of the bags of the vintage age and really loved those bags. Okay. So that's Eddie Parker. But then our other person in this case is the box bag. Now there's not a lot of information about this particular brand. All we know is that eventually 
Eddie Parker realizes that there is another fashion line that is very similar to theirs. Let me give you some examples of what I mean by very similar. So one of Eddie Parker's bags is a bag that is, um, it's again, shaped in that typical box format, but it has a flamingo on it, which is, you know, very unique. You're not seeing a ton of bags with flamingos. Well, with the box bag, they basically copied that same image. They had another box, similar dimensions, but with two flamingos on it. Okay, so the question is, is that just a coincidence? Is that just inspiration? Another example is they have this uh, black and gold or black and silver bag that has constellations on it. Well, the box bag released their own and it wasn't quite black and silver. It was more like black and gold with glitter, but still very similar designs. And there are a couple of instances where Eddie Parker saw that the box band was doing this, you know, treading this thin line. And so they eventually sued them and took them to court. Now, the question that we want to ask is, was this just inspiration or was this infringement? Now, I've had people come into my office and they want a quick answer and they just want it to be a yes or a no. And the truth is, it really depends. Now, that is a law typical lawyer answer, but it's the truth. And the reason why is that the courts, when they're looking at infringement issues, they're usually looking at the totality of circumstances. That means they're not just looking for one quick thing. So some people, sometimes people want to say that, hey, I've registered my trademark. That should be enough. That might not be enough for you. That might not be enough protection. It's not a one size fits all. It's a let's look at all the factors in this particular situation. This is especially true when you're dealing with creative industries and you're dealing with um, the fashion industry because there's not a ton of protections from the legal perspective afforded to fashion designers. So you really have to look at it at a case by case basis. And some of the factors that you wanna have in mind is how likely is this brand going to be confused with another brand? Okay, or how likely is it that the people are going to see some type of connection between the two brands? Another factor that courts consider is whether they've done any type of registration to protect their intellectual property. So that's a copyright registration, that's a trademark registration. Has, has there been efforts in place to reserve this name or this brand or this design? All right, um, another example, another factor that they look at is how novel, how unique is are the items that we're talking about. The initial item, was it something that was very sp um, specific, very unique, very novel? If so, there are going to be more protections afforded to them. So there are a host of different other factors that are included and anticipated, but those are just some of the key ones that I want you to keep in mind. When we talk about this particular situation with Eddie Parker and the box bag, this is what the courts ultimately concluded. They said that, yes, the box bag was infringing on Eddie Parker's brand. And here are some of the things that they said specifically that led them to believe this. They looked at the fact that the box brand had very, very, very similar designs to what Eddie Parker had. All right, so there wasn't, so it, I mean, it, if you look it up, if you decide to Google it, you'll see it was practically the same. All right, that was one very strong factor. Another factor was that Eddie Parker was very particular with regards to the dimensions of their bag, with regards to the um, type of material and fabric that they used. It was very, very, very specific, very, very clear, very, very unique. And so when you're creating something and you don't want someone to infringe on you, you want to make sure that you are very unique, that you're very clear, that you're very specific, that you're very 
intentional with the items and the decisions that you make. These are going to be factors that allow you to distinguish yourself from people who might try to copy you. All right, and these were factors that the courts looked at in order to find in favor of Eddie Parker. All right, another thing that they looked at was the fact that Eddie Parker had done their due diligence and decided to register their trademarks, register their copyrights. And so because they had copyrights on file and trademarks on file, it was clear that if anyone wanted to actually do the work and check, they had the ability to do so. Eddie Parker gave the world notice that this was their design, this was what they were known for, this is how they wanted to present themselves to the world through these designs and through these, um, through these different types of trademarks. And so I don't know how well this has been. It's not, again, there's no bright line rule. I wish there was, but there isn't. It's really a case-by-case -case basis. So you wanna make sure that you are intentional with whatever you're developing, right? So that it can be very, very clear what is yours and what is someone else's. You wanna make sure that you are intentional with your designs, intentional with your trademarks, right? You wanna make sure that you are actually registering copyrights and registering trademarks in order to give the world notice. Okay, you want to make sure that you are policing your brand, that you are making sure that you're checking and you're vigilant with regards to what other people are doing. All right, and you want to make sure that whatever you're creating is unique. One of the things that I've seen is sometimes people are just wanting to, hey, get out there and just, you know, run and rush in. But this is what ultimately happens. You rush in there trying to get your foot in the door, trying to create this brand and you copy someone else's, you invest in business cards, you invest in a website, you invest in products with these logos on it, with these names on them, and then you get a cease and desist letter. And I bet that there are people who are probably gonna watch this or who are watching right now who have been victims to this, who have either had um, someone infringe on their brand or have actually been people who have accidentally um, infringed on someone else's. So please feel free to share those stories. Because I think people really don't realize how common these stories are and how common these problems are. It's not a once in a while thing. I hear stories about this almost every single day where someone is saying, hey, I received a cease and desist letter, what do I do? Or I'm hearing about someone who has to leave their, their business behind and start afresh because they can't deal with all the legal legalities that are attached to it. I want to share with you a quote that I heard on a TV show that I watched yesterday. It was The Resident. And the quote was so fitting. It was um, a businessman speaking to someone who wanted to sue the hospital. And the businessman said, I would hate to see you out there on the streets because who can win a lawsuit that never ends? And I think that that was just so powerful because it's true. One of the things that happens to people is the continuation of the legal battles. So even if they might have a case, the fact is they're going up against brands that are bigger and better, right? And they don't have the, uh, the strength, the capacity to stand that fight. All right, so that's basically it. You heard the takeaway, be intentional. Make sure that you are unique. Make sure you're registering your marks. Make sure you're being vigilant. All right, that's all I have for today. If today's conversation has been helpful and you feel like this has been really valuable, go ahead and share this with someone. And then feel free to subscribe to any of the various places where the Ask Tammy live show is. We are on Stitcher, we're on Apple, we are on SoundCloud, we're on YouTube. And if you specifically go to the YouTube page, there's some content that hasn't been released on Facebook um, that's unique to that platform. 
And additionally, you can also subscribe to our newsletter that is available on the website. All right, so are there any questions? I know I've had people kind of join in and out. Um, oh, I have some people who have talked about money being their biggest fears when it comes to um, dealing with attorneys, and I understand that. I'm going to ask another question, all right? And that question is, have you ever been the victim of, um, or have you ever received a cease and desist letter? So if you have, go ahead and let us know. This will still be available, hopefully, after the recording. It's my first time trying to do this live um, polling thing. So let me know what you think about it. Um, but that's all I have for today. I hope that this has been helpful, OK? So um, make sure that you're here again next week. This is the Ask Tammy Live show where we do what? where we talk about the best ways to establish your business, protect your name, and keep your profits. Till next time, bye.